0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D, uh, as you might expect. I am your host, Tyler. And I am the
1: resurrected,
0: lifelike, too. Lifelike, but not quite alive. Yeah. If you're new to the show, RWD is our podcast where we argue, debate, and whisper into the void carelessly about D&D 5th edition. Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at rwdpodcast. Podcast. Um Welcome to Spooky Town. It's October, baby. Oh, it
1: is. It is.
0: You it's know. time to have your Halloween themed one is shots. Halloween.
1: This is Halloween. Your
0: your night before Christmas themed one shots. Show up in costume to your session. There you go. Carve your jack-o'-lanterns with your do your ampersand, your DD ampersand. Mm-hmm, the spookiest mm-hmm, of spookies, mm-hmm. the natural one on some pumpkins.
1: You know, uh I feel like that would be a pumpkin i would smash just
0: out of spite, out spite sad yeah. angry pumpkin yeah. it wouldn't it would be i would be offended by it although
1: i feel like you could actually take a pumpkin and make it like look like a real d20 like full d20
0: mm, no it depends on the thickness of the pump the wall of yeah. The pump, the yeah the meat yeah it would
1: take some work pumpkin, but yeah. i think you could do it at least a d12 maybe i wouldn't do it i wouldn't do it because i'm not artistic in any way
0: shape or form well pumpkin carving is you know a craft that you can hone it's a skill. Yeah. How are you gonna celebrate Halloween in D and D this year?
1: Um, not at all. Yeah, I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> well, uh, that's really up to. I'm not DMing right now, so pretty much it's up to the DMS how they want to handle it.
0: Okay. Yeah, we're not we're not DMing right now, so I mean you could, you could do Halloween one shot. This is a
1: rarity when neither of us are DMing.
0: It's nice. It's weird. It's real nice. It's confusing. I'm able to conceive and reconceive entire campaigns mm-hmm. <laughs> before anything <laughs> happens. Um, I saw, speaking of dice, a... Oh, see, I was about to do the same thing. Go. ...around a, a marble sphere D6. And the way it works is there's a cube inside of it, so it's weighted in a way that it'll only ever it like roll to a stop on one of the numbers. It's very strange. Mm. I don't know how it works. Somebody said it works. Okay. I don't like it. I don't like that. I don't like it at that, all. That. Like those cylinder... D eights and stuff that people used to have.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, don't like those. I've seen uh, uh, D percentages that are literally one to a hundred, and they're tiny little numbers in a in a like ball. a sphere. Yeah, yeah, those don't stop rolling. They don't, and then when they do, it's kind of like eh, it's kind of a six mm, or an eighty. Eh, uh, which one's better in the situation? I'll take that.
0: This is the the terror of the foam dice that I got you guys, mm-hmm. and I have mm-hmm. a foam D twenty because it's kind of rounded around the edges, doesn't stop rolling, and it's very tricky. Yeah, when especially it rolls. especially like the D six would be like five foot four. Yep. Yep. You think it's like a number? Nope. No. Nope. It's not that number. But also if you roll in any kind of tray, it does that. I like having a dice tray. Yeah. 92. I have adopted using one of those the ones that snaps at the corners. Yes. You can transport it easily. It works very well. Big fan of dice trays. Didn't used to be. We used to play in a pool table. Yes, that was nice. That was very nice. That's like a giant dice tray. And then I
1: had the uh, essentially mini roulette table uh, yeah. that we could all roll on, a communal rolling tray.
0: Yeah, a felted table is good for rolling, especially yeah. with heavy dice. Especially if
1: you're recording anything, because yes. then it's much quieter. I really
0: wish we could set up to record sessions like in a reasonable way, but it'd be kind of hard yeah. where we play. Yeah. You know, we need a space. It'd be, it'd be tricky. We um, need a dedicated space. But one thing I want to talk about. With, yes. With dice.
1: Okay. Uh, and, and this is a quick plug um, because I found something. I was I was introduced to it, and I was like, "This is fucking cool." Uh, on Kickstarter right now, there is a uh, program uh, that's running for a thing called Damage Dice. And uh, essentially the way it works is they make dice that do specific kinds of elemental damage. For example, let's say you're casting Firebolt and you're rolling a d10 of fire damage. Get a fucking fire die.
0: Oh, so they're, like, visually...
1: Yeah, so if you scroll down, uh, because of all the backers, they're at 650% backed, so they have unlocked all of the dice. Oh, they're just different colors, and, like, snowflakes and fires. For example, let's say that you're casting Flame Strike and you have to do 46 Radiant and 46 Fire, and you're rolling 86 Uh, at a time, uh, uh, you can actually have them separated, ready to rock and roll.
0: I mean, I can already do that with my dice. Like, these white ones are this. Yeah, but, but, you know, and then what if somebody
1: says, oh, I forgot what I said in my head a second ago about which one's which... Uh, just count on Be up. consistent.
0: Yeah. Well, this is very cool. I like this. Yes,
1: I, I enjoy the way they look. I like dice. Uh, They're very legible and uh, so yeah, I backed them. I, I, I gave them a lot of money and I said I want all your sets when they're ready to go. And they said end of the year they should be shipping.
0: Side note, poison damage, mostly useless. Uh, It's like, something like 76% of the monsters in the monster may have resistance to or immunity to poison. Mm-hmm. Um... And nothing, nothing has a vulnerability to it. No. So, really no. avoid poison damage if you can, unless it's. Although humans. the one thing I will say about poison, poison damage. Poison spray is a great poison spell. Poison spray is a great cantrip because it requires a con
1: save. Yes. I like cantrips that require con But again, saves. only
0: good against a minority of things. Yes. But when it's good, it's great. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you want to? Well, we had a topic prepared. Look, we were prepared with the topic. We, we were are prepared. ready today. Woo! Of all days. I know. Do uh, You want to do yours first? Sure. You do mine first. Sure. What was yours?
1: Yeah. So, uh, so, so I'm sure we've all run into the situation. We are all. Uh, juveniles at heart, uh, some of us older than others. But ultimately, you know, we're all playing a game and having a good time and DD itself is an open world and so situations may occur that could occur, theoretically, in the real world, such as what
0: The fuck are you going on about? a
1: character finding somebody that they may be attracted to
0: or fall in love
1: with. And I feel like that's a tough thing to do because I like the idea of a character like, having some sort of emotional connection to a an NPC, because then, like, if something happens to them or they're kidnapped or something, it kind of ups the ante. Whereas if you just say, oh, this is the shopkeep that we knew from that one town, uh, if he dies, he dies. But if it's like, you know, my character really likes this character, I want to see them live, and I want them to be happy with me, different story. But it's a really awkward situation for DMs. Like, no one ever wants to be in the situation where you're trying to... Role play a dude, you know, the bard seducing the NPC. You don't want really want to be a part of that. No one does. Didn't we talk about this? Did we?
0: Didn't we talk about role playing? We can about role playing. We didn't talk about no, it specifically so, so, Your your s- message to me, I was actually confused by your message now that I go back this is not what I thought you meant. Your message was love oh, in D and D and other potentially awkward situations you know, for DMs. Yeah. Basically, weird
1: things that a DM can run into. Like we talked about like lines that a DM wouldn't oh, yeah. cross. Yeah, yeah, that's like right. like don't talk about, you know, sexual assault and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, don't turn people into meat puppets and that jazz.
0: Hey, well, anecdote, we did that one shot that one time where you were all evil and Dan's uh, character had, went and had gay sex with, uh, some barred elf that and he that's fell fine. in love with. Totally cool.
1: But it's, I feel like that's just a hard thing to, you know, being a DM and like, especially in situations where you're trying to up the romance in the campaign and you want characters to, you know, have feelings for NPCs. That's just a hard thing to sell, right?
0: I think it's a willingness on both parts to play that game, right? Because, for example, in a critical role setup, most of them are hetero people, mm-hmm. so they're willing to RP with each other romance, mm-hmm. right? Um, in our campaign, same thing. You have to be willing to like engage in that conversation with your DM. It's not just on the DM. It's not just your responsibility. Yeah. Because I could try. I could lead a horse to water all day, baby, with my sexy, <laughs> my sexy, sexy banter. Oh. Um, oh yes. But if if my player's like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bother mm-hmm. if you don't care. So what's your position on uh, doggy style?
1: <laughs> See that's my that's my kryptonite right there. But um, no, like skipping the RP of it and maybe just saying roll a charisma check see how you
0: do uh well i think the rp is an opportunity to get advantage that's really what i'm going for. okay or
1: disadvantage
0: yeah like if if you are willing to to do it Mm -hmm. you can if you're willing to do it and put in more than the baseline effort you will earn yourself advantage on your check the check is inevitable unless you fucking murder it in terms of rp Mm -hmm. like then yeah of course i'm not going to penalize you unless you're really out of character like you know eight charisma half work like you're giving me the best seduction yes. ever? Like, yeah, no, you're, you're no, 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 no. You're throwing a Shakespearean sonnet at this lady. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So I think the RP is an opportunity for advantage and disadvantage. However, it really is helpful when the players aren't perceiving the character as me. Mm-hmm. They're just perceiving the character as the character. Right? Yeah. And that comes down to your strength of character for your NPCs.
1: Yeah. You I have, get, to, you have to set
0: those NPCs up.
1: We recently, on during our Monday session, we had, in my, in my opinion... Uh, a really fun, unique encounter and a very well-done maze, which is a very hard very thing to hard. do. Very hard. Uh, essentially what the DM had done was he had taken it and he'd create the maze and then cut it up into, I think there were 24 index size cards. And you could explore one, essentially for your turn, and you might find something you might not, And at the end of your turn, if you end towards an exit or what looks like an exit, you find the next section. And you can explore that the following turn. And the entire purpose was we were there trying to find, uh, like, gnomes, essentially. But, like, stereotypical, like, garden gnomes who are playing tricks on people. And we're finding them and asking them to clear out. And in order to do that, we have to play their unique game of tag. And in one of them, you have to woo the lady gnome and get her to fall for you real fast, and then that's essentially tagging her. Whereas other gnomes you have to scare, some gnomes you just have to beat in a foot race. I like that. Things like that's that. That's fun.
0: Different skill checks. Yeah, Basically, exactly. You skill check your way through each gnome. Exactly. I like uh, that. And there
1: was one that you had to fight, you had to just beat the crap out of. So, you know?
0: well, that that's the unfortunate part, because you talk about these different skill checks, and a DM might say, all right, well, you have to fight this one, and it's, there's no RP there, it's just you make a strength check, I make a strength check, you know, uh, mm-hmm. contest of skills. But if you want to woo the lady gnome, they might like want you to to do. Yeah. It. Oh, and
1: you and you had to like you had to throw it out. So there. that's the question.
0: Why doesn't the strength check get the RP, but the romance one does?
1: What would you say in a strength check then?
0: How how can you describe the way that you're muscling this gnome yeah. down in the same way that you are sex muscling this you know other gnome that, that's, down? I that, see that's
1: hard to do. I don't know. Uh give me a situation like d- let l- let's work this out, okay? Uh, you 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 are good. Describe a strength check. We, you and I are wrestling. What's the str- we're wrestling? Yes. We, all right. It is a I mean, contest of brute strength. We are you are uh, Diamond Dallas Page and I am Shawn Michaels. And you I don't, know, get I don't know. what those
0: are. Um, all right. Well, obviously. Okay. What I'm I'm, I'm slap my hands together I'm, I'm squatting and i'm gonna come in low i'm gonna try to wrap my arms around this guy and i'm really just gonna try to flip him over right okay and if that fails i'm really just gonna go for the face i'm just gonna try to slam him in the face over and over again right and it, obviously something would respond maybe i'd roll okay. at that point and whatever based on whatever based the response is just like in a conversation if i'm trying to woo the person i can respond right mm-hmm. i have to provide i provide um you know i make a statement Mm-hmm. oh yes and right yeah
1: i say okay, something you fine, say yes fine.
0: and i reply same thing so wrestling's hard because i don't know a lot about wrestling like physical whatever i would have to really try and act it out mm-hmm. um but with with persuasion we've all whether awkwardly or not done that so you could like you could go through it but like i uh, you know oh wow your eyes are so beautiful blah, blah blah. like i'm really i'm getting down on one knee and trying to be romantic you could do all this stuff mm-hmm that's arguably just as hard for some people to describe okay, or engage see, yeah.
1: in. I agree. I agree. Uh, some people are probably more used to the fighting and being able to yeah, describe that. exactly, Or, you know, being described, you know.
0: And what's the difference between if I say, so, you know, some people, some players will do the, well, my character does this, or they'll say, I say this, right? What's the difference between saying, oh, you know, so-and-so gnome. Uh, you're you're just the most beautiful gnome I've ever seen, blah, 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 and going, okay, when I'm making my strength check, I go, ah! <laughs> like just grunting <laughs> like you're at the gym. It's the same thing. It is.
1: Uh, that would just
0: be fun to, to be a witness to. You're just making noises with your mouth. Yeah,
1: yeah, okay, that's fair.
0: I'm fully on board with RPing for, I'm going to put romance in air quotes. Um but it takes a good NPC and a willing PC.
1: Yeah. Well, I think any situation in terms of RP requires you know a lot of cooperation on both parties
0: and an understanding that, you know, this is a game.
1: Don't need to make it weird. I mean, it's already weird. Now you're making it weird. Jeez, it was fine a second ago.
0: You know, why is somebody so willing to RP with a shopkeeper mm-hmm. and hassle them for five fucking gold? Well, you know, that five gold goes
1: a long way.
0: And not willing to emotionally hassle with the princess, you know, for whatever. I, I think that
1: goes back to just the history of D&D and the prototypical player once upon a time.
0: Prototypical
1: non Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, it's just people that weren't overtly interested in said things or not very well conditioned at such things. We didn't whereas, know they were
0: incels at the time.
1: Whereas nowadays... Just kidding. Nowadays, you know, I feel like there's a much wider ride, wider variety of variety? of people who play D&D and I feel like that's why uh the game itself has gone to a more RP focus. It's gone to a situation where people are much more interested in, you know, making those skill checks and describing what they're doing and actually acting out the characters. And I think that DMs Almost have to play a little bit of catch up on that because that's not something that a DM was used to once upon a time.
0: What's what's your goal, though? If you're if you're the DM, setting up an opportunity for a relationship with your NPC and the PC. What's what's your goal?
1: I want them to become emotionally attached to something in the world. I want them to. Have the feeling that if this person goes missing or is kidnapped or something like I need to find this person like about like this is my person I need this person I need to protect them I need to help them like I love that idea because it makes the players more invested in the world and therefore the game. And I think that leads to just a better campaign all around.
0: Can we do that without a romantic relationship?
1: Yeah, oh, I agree. I agree. Like you can have, you can just enjoy an NPC and want them to be all right. But at the same time, like you know, the funny barkeep, you know, if he gets kidnapped, it's like oh well, you know, too bad.
0: Yeah, but you would you you probably have friends that you would want to rescue from getting kidnapped. Yeah,
1: yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I just I I don't know. I I think that. It's easier to have that situation. I'm not saying don't have the situation. I'm not saying that it's a bad situation to have. I'm saying that uh, the entire idea behind this is just that it's harder for two people who aren't romantic to create that romantic bond between two fictional characters. I think that's
0: the point, is that if someone, if your PC, isn't able to or willing to do the romantic part, you could have the same level of commitment with a friend. right? You could try, you could try and establish so you them say as... he's just a friend? You could, no, not just, a, just friend. a friend. There's nothing wrong with having a friend. Even if it's a female character, you're a male character, whatever. You mm-hmm. you can have a friend, a a an ally, that you were like, oh, my God, they've been so valuable. They've saved my ass. I've saved theirs. They gave me these quests so long ago. Remember that time that this happened? Like, oh, no, they're kidnapped. We're going to save the bitch.
1: I think Critical Role does a great job with that, actually.
0: Like Gilmore. I know there was kind of like a weird tension with but even Gilmore still, and, even and, and still, yeah. Uh, Vax. Yeah. But yeah, there was he was their friend and Lady
1: Kima and you know people like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were, uh, you know, they have Matt and. Yeah, he is so good. Especially with, because he has some voices that he's just good at, like Gilmore's voice.
1: Then he then the PCs buy into it and they play it up and you know they really work it.
0: Well, I think he stumbles upon something which is important in that you reflect what the players want in their PCs. Mm-hmm. I like that. That makes yeah. them want the pc if you just you just you kind of give them what they want it's still your character it's like oh well he's the Mm -hmm. shopkeeper, blah 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 but if they want if they're looking for to befriend a silly drunken sailor show up with a silly Silly, drunken sailor man and that'll make them care about it and then when you put them in danger they care about that when you kill that npc later it really is emotional and they'll go find the diamond and resurrect him and the whole thing um you mean like kim dadassian Kim Assian was Jesus's wife, and you guys went and saved her soul and abandoned the main quest and a city got destroyed because of it. Worth it! It was great.
1: I didn't like that city in the first place. I was there was it's corrupt shitty. There was corrupt shit happening was great there. Great
0: magical items you never found.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think, hate it when a DM says that.
0: I know, I do too. I think that was I think that's the big thing, though. It's really you gotta meet your player halfway, and if your players are interested in that, mm-hmm. find what they're interested in. Maybe they're more interested in getting a a companion or a, or like an animal familiar fucking trinket Matt did the bear and they all were emotional whenever the bear got hurt
1: yeah that right that bear should have died so many times right
0: so you could easily give you I give you guys nom nom and it was that was way more satisfying that was a than great, anything that was else a great moment nobody had nobody had to
1: Lot of lot of back and forth on that one.
0: You guys did so much role play work, right? Over a stupid elemental. It was a throwaway creature that I made once, and I was like, nope, they love it. Okay, great. We're just going to stick with this forever. Yep. Um, you know, There was fist pounding on the table emotional response, and now I don't have to have sex with anybody in D&D. I've just got a stupid little rock that you guys <laughs> love. I literally had a pet rock. Literally. <laughs> I think that's what it is, though. Just finding what your players want in a relationship with the NPC and doing that.
1: Cute things. Cute things. Yeah, they want cute things.
0: Maybe they don't want cute things. Maybe they want hard asses. You know, like I love that fucking. I love that that bar. I love that uh, bouncer at that bar. He's such a dick. Like, <laughs> one day you walking, hey, where's Joe Schmo? And you know what? Oh, we gotta go save him. You know, like that. But players will find an excuse to go do shit. Honestly.
1: And I think I think that's the point. Is just you know a campaign already has enough. You know Hook. high stakes. Yes. Sometimes a stake can be a little lower. Just help this person out because you like them. They don't... They, they have nothing to do with the quest. You know, you saving this person isn't going to stop the end of the world, but it's something fun to do for a day.
0: And if you've already set up that character as someone they like, then of course they'll be incentivized. They, you know, it's not just random guy in the street, oh, my wife is kidnapped. Yeah, you know, if you're a good character, you might help with that, but it's, you know, you walk into the store and the assistant isn't there, the assistant you've loved who's been helpful to you, like, you know what, I, I haven't heard from him in, in days. He went... He went into the basement of that temple in town, and I haven't. He's never come back. And it's like, oh fuck, we're going down there, you know. Whatever your players want.
1: Yeah. Mirror, mirror.
0: Social reflection is the psychological concept. Um, anything else? Uh, nope. Get there. You're right back. Hold on, okay. Sound was still playing.
1: What up, people? Hi, we're back. Whoa. So, okay. in uh, on Mondays, I've been playing, we've had one guy who's been ah. uh, very busy, he's working on his PhD, so he's been doing a lot of uh, uh, writing, rewriting, research, you know, all the shit that goes into getting PhD, uh-huh. and he's very close to it, so he's missed the last, I think, like four sessions, and so I've been... Uh, just playing his character, because I'm doctor, currently a barbarian doctor. on Mondays. The I'm the only name. person that does any spells. Everyone else, there's a druid, there's a paladin, and he's a cleric. So I said I'd pick up the spellcaster so that no one's dual spellcasting. And I got to tell you, uh, the difference between trying to play a Barber. good, you know, intelligent, kind cleric and a reckless, just bestial... Barbarian is a tear on the mind. It yeah. is it is hard to fucking do, so I hope he comes back sooner than later cuz I don't know how much longer Let's I check can check on hide, it. baby.
0: Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. That's what it is. It's Dr. Banner in the Hulk. Yeah. Bruce Banner. I don't ever, you know, encourage people to play multiple characters at once. Like if somebody's going to miss our session, I will usually just say, "Nope, they fade into the background." Mm-hmm. And we'll catch them up next time. Cuz it's a lot of work for somebody for no extra reward for them. They don't get any benefit to doing multiple characters, and I don't want to control it as the DM because then any decision I make is seen as tainted towards what I want to happen. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, no, they lost a hand. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Lingering injuries, bitch. (laughs) Oh, they don't take that death save. They are cut in half. Oh, he runs in there to attack. He wouldn't do that. He just did. Like, yeah. Having your DM be in control of the piece. Never do that. Never do that. Yeah, generally Mm -hmm. Um, non-bueno. Unless your player says, no, it's fine. I trust you, bitch. Which is seldom the case. Again, it's not a it's not a it's not us versus them.
1: I agree. It's I agree. it's a joint story that we're all telling.
0: I did see we talked about this last season. Um a post of some teenage girl and Reddit, like fifteen years old or whatever, just Mom I want to start playing D D. No. No no no, you cannot do that like scared still. What? Yes. Of of the fucking of Dungeons and Dragons. Can you imagine being so fucking ignorant of a game?
1: Well, I mean, it does teach you a lot about the abyss and the nine hells.
0: Fake things. To you. Your Bible teaches you about a certain kind of hell. Yeah. Actually, not a lot. Not a great
1: deal. No. You have to turn to, like, Dante for
0: more information on right. the hells. Ye old poetry. Yes. Epic poetry. Epic poetry. Yeah, yeah. Which is inspired by, but... I don't know. D&D. I, was, I was just fascinated that that still exists. Yes,
1: know? and it, I think it will always exist.
0: Although I have seen a glut of young teenage girls playing D and D on the internet lately. Of like, my daughter runs the middle school D and D club kind of thing. I, I, I was wondering, I'm like,
1: where are you going with?
0: This? Oh, on the D subreddit, people will post like, my kid runs this. Here's a photo of my daughter me her first session. Here's all of her friends playing D and D, like teenage kids boys and girls which is very it's very inspiring to me
1: should i ever create spawn and i'm against it yeah well obviously you're not going to but should i ever create spawn uh and they show an interest in D. you have to that, name one awesome. spawn that's great that's fine um but i don't think i'm gonna be that parent that's like
0: oh look at my kid is playing D yeah. now what's spawn's actual name
1: i don't remember it's been a long time
0: spawn
1: uh, he's played by Michael Jai White in the movie. I remember that.
0: Isn't he going to be played by somebody new again? Are they doing it again?
1: Probably. They keep trying to. Re- it's a great story. Like it should be done. The problem is that it's not part of any. Like, I'm going to say this, and I'm Albert sure people will get Francis mad, Simmons. But he's not really part of a universe. Like I know he's in the Vertigo comics. I'm sure. he's has got his own thing comics. going on. He's dealing with demons and shit. But no, I don't. Know, it's not even Vertigo. What is it? Image. Who publishes him?
0: Uh, published by.
1: Image. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's hard to make a solo superhero
0: in this current climate. Yes. Ooh, and a 2019 reboot film starring Jamie Foxx. Oh, God. That's going to be terrible. Ooh, and Jeremy Renner. Better, but still bad. Jeremy Renner is a good backup. Jeremy Renner is like Diet Coke. He's a good backup. You're like, yeah, He's a substitute. You know, I could see pe- why people drink this, but I'm. It's not my first choice ever. No. Like when they made the Born they made the Born movies. They made an extra Born movie with Jamie Renner. I recall. I recall. It's like, yeah. Who saw that? It's fine. Nobody. Yeah. Anyways, spawn. Name your kid spawn. What was you saying? You were if you had spawn, you weren't gonna like show them. I was yeah, I was not gonna show. I'm off. against showing your spawn off on the internet. Yeah,
1: I'm very much against, especially that. babies. Let them live their fucking. Yeah, you know, that
0: peeps gonna grow up to be 12, 13 years old, like start to present you, out and then there. that you have pictures of that them picture's in the bathtub when they're babies yep. on the fucking internet. Yep. I would be pissed. I would be very pissed. I've done a great job of scrubbing photos of me as a young person from any internet stuff. It's very hard to find a photo of me prior to college.
1: My mom has posted some cute baby photos of me, but they're they're cute they're tasteful. It's me cooking and shit like that nothing nothing you know not sh- naked, not no baths or anything
0: yeah they're i all very i find adorable. that very honestly maybe I just have a uh, i don't understand, but um we'll get to our topic in a minute uh my you know people love having like embarrassing naked photos of their kids't get it why don't get it why don't get it why. They were so cute back then. my parents, my parents and grandparents have a video. Oh God! Of like, my brother, my cousin, and myself when we were all like three and two, yeah. right? Yeah. Babies, yeah. toddlers, yeah. in the bathtub. There's a video of this. Well, if they post that online, they go That's, to jail. Yeah, they go to fucking jail, right? <laughs> but it's just um, why were you recording this? memories
1: of kids in bathtubs you guys were nice once upon a time i don't know i'm still very nice fuck you (laughs) (laughs) good response yeah i just don't
0: i i know i'll never understand it
1: i don't know i mean whatever okay what are we talking about topic
0: my topic that i want to discuss and you said you have plenty of information is um the dm for hire looked into it looked into it yeah to do it, to actually get paid to do and it. So what's yeah? What's a DM for hire? First of all,
1: so it's, it's exactly what it sounds like uh, a DM will put themselves out there. Some have personal websites. Some advertise on Craigslist or Meetup or any of the various websites where you can find services of certain varieties. And they'll say, "I am looking to DM for a party of." four to five i am running a maybe it's a pre-made maybe it's i have homebrew material uh you know contact me and we can discuss rates and that and i, I looked into it i was looking at some pricing a lot of, a lot of people that do it are in major cities right now major cities um new york city chicago la you know places that have a very dense population mm-hmm. and that have you know enough nerds out there and enough money that they're willing to pay for somebody to yep. come and do this because when i was thinking about it and i'm like okay what's my hourly rate at work like what what do i think i deserve to get paid per hour my biggest hurdle and the reason that i never did it is because i don't think i'm a good enough dm to be worth charging what i think i'm worth
0: so you've talked on a lot of things that i don't want to talk about So go here. Get em. a lot like a lot go get them um first of all is the the willingness and the demand part Yes. Right? Okay. Supply, demands, supply demand. Supply yeah. demand. Right. There's so few DMs that I feel like in 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 theory, mm-hmm. in concept, this should be a very popular thing. Right. Right. Like we all want to play DD. None of us want to DM. Let's go find a guy. Right. Yeah. That feels like that should be really really easy. Um, but I don't. It's not out there. There there isn't a marketplace set up for this. You have to. You said it yourself. Make a website. Go to Craigslist, meet up. That's a, there's no, like if you just Google DM for hire, whatever city. I don't want to say there's city. no
1: legitimate way, but anything you do on Craigslist is a bit sketchy in my
0: opinion. 100%. 100% scary. Facebook is probably a good way to do it. Facebook Marketplace could be a Not good way on to do Facebook, it. so it doesn't really help me in that case, or I don't know. But even still, Facebook Marketplace is sketch as fuck. Yeah, I haven't sold, I tried selling things on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, no. Um, but there's, there's It's a supply demand situation. There should be plenty of players who want this. But it really depends on where you live. You know, we're in a Midwest city, and it's kind of disparate, spread out. So if you were trying to like, if you were trying to set it up, like, oh, I'm going to be a DM for hire, you might be driving all over town, half an hour, forty five minutes to the other mm-hmm. side of town, yeah. to find a gig. You might, you'll probably end up in the
1: suburbs. In all honesty,
0: right? Which could be worth it if you, second point, get the rates that yes. you want, right? Yes. What's um. Uh, what, I what, believe
1: so. Count. I was reading a story about a gentleman in New York City. I believe he does it for a hundred dollars an hour for parties of I four to gonna, five. I was gonna.
0: I was gonna get there in a second to the articles I have. Uh, what's the hourly worker Forty hours times five is two hundred times fifty-two. That's how many hours are in a year. Say, say your average American worker, you make forty-five thousand dollars a year. Divide, divide Oops, that's too many. Nope, that's correct. What's what's wrong with you? Why did I do that? Why did I divide? What's wrong
1: with me? I'm really fucking stupid. You're I think are you trying to get an hourly amount? I'm trying to get an hourly wage. You're, you're going annual right now.
0: I'm trying to get an hourly wage for forty five thousand dollars a year. No, Just sh- do sh- forty five thousand divided by forty five okay. thousand. Twenty two fifty. Okay, cool. Twenty two fifty an hour. Okay. Is twenty two fifty an hour satisfactory for a thing you like doing? Um I would charge a bit more uh i
1: I was planning on when i was looking into it uh going about 50 dollars an hour Mm -hmm. just because of travel the work that goes into it outside correct exactly so you're doing for every four hour session you're probably putting in four to eight hours of your own time
0: yes unless and we'll talk about more about this um but unless you're doing multiple right yeah so
1: so if you're running the same campaign three times a week different story much easier
0: so you're talking about and then um, there's also there's,
1: that you have to buy any kind of special systems that you have dice for people minis you're, for you're people. jumping you're jumping, go, so, go, far I'm sorry, I'm jumping so far Again, ahead Again, so far i've looked into this yes i, I want to talk thoughts. about this
0: article called the rise of the professional dungeon master on bloomberg business week it also appeared on some other places uh it talks about a guy in san francisco who like does introductory D sessions for like tech people google people he'll do like um team building, team building stuff yeah and he charges for up to a four hour session it was like three or four hundred dollars three hundred dollars or for 500 is the office for team building stuff right okay. three hundred dollars for up to four hours is 75 dollars an hour yeah. that's pretty good pretty cheap out there actually um but he you know this talks about in this article about how he does he makes the fake potions and he has a lot of the minis and terrain but This guy's doubly set up because because he has sponsorships.
1: See now that that would go a long way. He streams
0: the games for subs on Twitch. He has an email list that he uh, sends out stuff, and he gets um, uh, sponsors who give game pieces, beer, maps Mm -hmm. for endorsements during the stream. Yeah, yeah. In addition to getting paid, yeah. Yeah. In addition to getting paid for doing it, right? So I think if you got big, he he does it right because the streaming is what gets you all of that stuff. He only has uh, at the time of the writing is two years ago. He only has you know two hundred subs. That's fine. more than that now. But you got to
1: figure, you know, Dwarven Forge is willing to throw a five hundred dollars set at you to get the word out to those two hundred people because you know that those are dedicated people to yeah. the game.
0: Yeah. Uh, the other article I had in here was this guy who claims uh, this is an article on Vice. The guy's living his best life as a professional D and D dungeon master. Talks about how he gets 75% of his income from being a DM.
1: And then he Ubers on the side. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Uh, hold on. I don't remember this one. This one didn't have his wage. That was just what he said on there. But this this is, you don't necessarily, you know, smart guy. The guy in this Bloomberg Business article, his name was Devin Chulik. Chulik. Chulik? Chulik. San Francisco. He's not spending the money on the minis and stuff. How the fuck does he live in San Francisco? Dude, the the poverty line in San Francisco is eighty five thousand dollars a yeah. year. Poverty yeah. line. Anyways. He's gotta charge way more out there. San, so San Francisco I'm is, charging fifty gotta,
1: in the Midwest. He's gotta be charging one fifty, two hundred an hour.
0: Well, if you say you do say you have multiple groups, you do one session a day, five days a week, mm-hmm. three hundred dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, that's no, six thousand dollars a month, that's only seventy two thousand yeah, dollars a year. In there. But that's a part time gig. So, okay, well, now wait. Now if you
1: have a job on the side, but then you're not really putting in the time and effort and you're not probably having the best campaign in all honesty.
0: Again, you only need to have the one campaign that you've set up for your multiple groups. So you spend Sunday working on it. Monday through Friday, you run it. Saturday's rest day. Yeah. I feel like in practice, sounds like a great idea and it would be a great side hustle. But my concern, and we've talked about this in the past, Mm -hmm. my concern is that it would ruin the game for me. Or, to, or for the person if, who does If it. you make it a business. Exactly. If it's no longer about having
1: fun and seeing just what the fuck happens and you actually need to get a story, you need to guide a story, you need to keep people on the rails.
0: Yes. Because there's an expectation. And to go back to a point you mentioned before, what is that expectation? Are the people that are paying you, do they want you to bake terrain, have props, mm-hmm. do voices, have soundtrack, you know, everything? Do they want maps? Do they want all that? Or are they okay with... I've quickly sketched out the dungeon on the battle board. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the expectation? Am I satisfied with that? Are you satisfied with that? What's that worth in terms of money? And I feel like after X amount of time, I would have this thing that I loved and it would become a job that I don't love anymore.
1: That's what happens.
0: Right. Cause like, you know, you might get hired at a job, like, I love my job. And suddenly fucking Mondays roll around. And you're like, God damn it. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to I don't want you know, you get home from work, say this is your part time gig. You get home from work, it's five thirty, you sit down, you're like, fuck, I gotta go to I gotta go to got D I have to go yeah. to D&D. Yeah, it's not DM. like I can just say, I'm not gonna make it today, guys. You're like, sorry, I'm really not feeling it. We'll catch up next week, blah, blah. It's you are being paid yeah. a so significant you have amount of money. Um, because this goes to the other side of this, right? The DM's putting a lot of work. You've thought about how much money you're gonna make, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Is a is a is a party willing to give you three hundred dollars once a week maybe once every two weeks that's a lot that's a lot of money that's a lot
1: if you split up five ways say six you bucks a know pile. say
0: you're doing every other week all all year 26 times 300 is seventy $7, eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. divided by five people you know is just over 20 just over fifteen hundred dollars each fifteen hundred and sixty dollars
1: I'm, I'm not spending that on
0: DM no i'm not gonna take more than a hundred dollars every month and slide it into this guy's pocket i'm gonna go find a new fucking friend and make him the dm
1: shit i'm just not gonna play the game
0: <laughs> yeah like what kind of oh you need expendable income and see and that's just i
1: mean i spend probably just for the fuck of it i'd say i I'd spend for the stuff that i have over the course of my life I'd say I'd probably spend like 20 bucks a month on D&D related stuff.
0: I was going to say $200 a year. Yeah. 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 Right? Like dice, maps, new boxes, you know, I, buy, tray, I get stuff for terrain, the rolling trays. You know, minis, you know. paint. Yeah, you sure. Know, things like that. And honestly, that spending tapers off once you have all yes. this
1: stuff. Yeah. I haven't no, bought a mini in a I while.
0: I mean, I still buy a mini, but like I haven't bought new dice in a while. Yeah. I haven't bought a book in a while. No. I have all the foam for my terrain. I will just go out to the garbage cans, honestly, in my neighborhood, and just take the foam. He's frounge. He's frounge. And you can make terrain out of that. It's great. Um, I haven't bought dwarven forage. Obviously, that's a different. they oh, entirely. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, but it tapers off. Send us something. But if you told me suddenly that there was a, a hundred dollar. What did I say? Hundred dollar a month budget Fee required. I like, fuck this game. I can go buy video games for cheaper than that. I could go. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do with 100 bucks. I could subscribe, set almost seven people the World of Warcraft,
1: <laughs> and make your
0: own party, <laughs> and just play that. You know, for seven people, not fucking take the money you spend over the year, buy a nice computer. Yeah, exactly. On World of Warcraft. Yep. I spend one year buying the computer. I play World of Warcraft for the rest of my life. There you go. Right? It's it's an exorbitant amount, but honestly, like I'm sitting here, like, well, you know, what if I just fucking hate my job and I go be a professional DM? In turn, I think it's. Great in concept, but I don't think it would flesh out in the long term no especially as more and more people want to play d and d that doesn't mean a larger pool of pcs that means more people are also going to be dms yeah right especially seeing somebody do it online and streaming like i could I could do that or I could at least half have has I could try yeah, I could try so I think and I
1: think anyone that tries being a DM realizes that while it is incredibly difficult to master it's very easy to just do
0: yeah quick to learn what was it it's a uh, easy quick to learn a lifetime to master yeah. like a statement like that you know it's one of those things and it's just not something that i think people your average joe is going to pay for no really no i don't honestly the team building thing for businesses though
1: brilliant genius fucking brilliant Old schools
0: Ooh. or
1: uh i've actually uh, a lot of the stories i've read are celebrities do it for like their kids for like their birthday or something
0: yes yeah. And if you told me that I could pay you $100 and have, like, a celebrity DM, like, some actual, you know, Joe Manganiello come in and to be my DM, like, yes, I'll give you $100. I don't think... I don't think you're no, going no, 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 to no. do it for $100. No, 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 no. obviously not. But, like, you know... And he doesn't know shit about If I could people. get a celebrity DM, you knew name and price, and I'll consider it, you Yeah, know? I, I could see for that. For a
1: quality one shot? I think that'd be a great way to uh do, like, a charity fundraiser, like, uh at, like... Joe Manganello's foundation yeah. or ever, you know, he's there and he Steve says- Steve Colbert. You he know? says you know what, guys? Uh you'll have one four hour session at my place. You know, bidding starts at five hundred dollars. That'd be a great charity raiser yeah. right there. Well, wasn't Matt and Steve Colbert's one on one Yeah, for, Red and, Nose Day. for charity? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So charity, charity for DM, DM for hire, DM for
1: donation. Celebrity
0: DM for donation. DM for charity. Yeah, DM like DM for hire is not really a good thing. Uh, All right, well, we didn't really learn or solve anything. I feel like we kind of solved something in the first segment. Second segment was mostly economics, and it's not reasonable to be a DM for hire.
1: Unless you can... uh, Now, wait. If you do it, and it doesn't destroy your love of the game, because I think that's what makes a good DM is a love of the game. you can do it. Fucking do it. If you can do it and still enjoy what you do and play the game and have fun absolutely do
0: it um this episode comes out on the third we are coming up on our one year anniversary of the show i have no idea if we're gonna do anything special so uh uh, follow us on twitter at rwd podcast and send us your whatever honestly whatever send us memes i don't care at rwd podcast at gmail.com you know no i'm just kidding uh and we'll see you next time later